Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ali from Chicago. And what I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving is that I've never had to listen to I Doubt It With Dollamore. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right, everybody. Thank you and welcome to our Thanksgiving episode of I Doubt It with Dollamore, our family-friendly, profanity-free version of the show. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Jesse Dollamore, and sitting across from me, my lovely co-host, as thankful as ever, Brittany Page. And on my best behavior. Best. Well, you're always pretty much on the best behavior. Yeah, but... It's me we got to worry about. That is true. (laughs) But in addition to being family-friendly, no profanity, we also don't talk about controversial things. Yeah, controversial or negative. Yeah, so it's going to be positive news, fun facts about Thanksgiving. (laughs) Fun facts. And a lot of listener-submitted messages of thanks. Yeah. We'll get to that describing before we play them. Uh, But it was a good year. Yeah. Uh, This is an episode we look forward to every year because it's a little different and it's become tradition. Yeah. And that is is good. One, it it means that we are one year advanced in, in doing the show. And that it brings up a whole different set of emotions and a lot of happiness. Yes, for sure. That we are continuing what we started and it is growing and it is resonating with people and a blah, blah, blah that we'll get to. Yeah. But you do have some fun facts. Some, some we love to bring. We love to bring the statistics. Pew, 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 it, it pew. Is, it is not from Pew Research, but it is from 538. Yeah, and they do the significant digits every I, every day. I believe it was Charles, a caller, who said more stats. Here it is. More numbers. Here it is. Just for you. Although this is going to be different than talking about Pew or something else. Yeah. But Walt Hickey at 538 does a daily significant digits email. And you can sign up for it if you go to 538 and search around for significant digits. But basically, he just kind of combs the news and finds numbers that pop out at him. And it's a nice way to catch up on the news in a very um, unique way that you don't normally... Data-centric way. Well, not even data-centric, just numbers. Um, So, for example, the first one is about one pound. And then there's a little blurb about what this means, and it's related to holiday weight gain. Okay, hmm. so something people might be concerned about this Thanksgiving is... I am not concerned about is it. ...is their diet and how much <laughs> they're going to eat and how much weight they might gain in the process. And what does it say? Well, research has found, on average, that people gain around one pound during the holidays. During the holidays, so not just Thanksgiving, but over the course of all the holidays. Well, people get paranoid and start thinking, oh, I can't eat all this pie. It's too much. I'm going to get fat. (laughs) But it seems like, on average, there's not that much weight gain going Hmm. on during the holidays. 
So maybe this will also have an effect on the New Year's resolution. That is interesting to me because we were just watching something about the Butterball Turkey Call Center. Mm-hmm. And every year they end up doing a little spot on the Butterball Turkey Call Center, and which they've greatly diversified their outlets. Now they're on Facebook and tweets and you can not just call. But they they were interviewing. Somebody said you should plan on a pound and a half of, of turkey per guest. I just thought that's a lot of turkey for Thanksgiving dinner. A pound of anything, eating a pound of anything is a lot. Yeah. So how is it that a pound and a half of turkey doesn't translate into more more weight than that? Well, they say that it it adds up over the years. So generally, we're eating an extra 500 calories a day than we did in 1970. Oh, yeah. I see that for sure. So they're saying, you know, if you gain a pound every Thanksgiving in 20 years, that's 20 pounds. Oh, yeah, because people don't lose it. Yeah. And remember, this is just on average. So there's going to be some people that are gaining five pounds, eight pounds, whatever it might be. Um, and, And I think this one pound that they're finding during the holidays, quote unquote, is mid November to early January. Hmm. So this isn't including the weight gain that happens through the year. So there could be people that are eating earlier. I mean, they put the holiday food out earlier than mid-November. You start picking up those Trader Joe's snacks. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Pretty appealing stuff. Well, what are some of the other numbers? Some of the other significant digits? Okay. Well, I have to skip the second one because that's talking about things that we can't talk about today. All right. Um, $49.12. I think I know this one. Okay. What is it? Jimmy Kimmel talked about it. The cost of Thanksgiving dinner went down this year. Yes. Okay. And that is the average cost of a Thanksgiving meal for 10 people. 50 bucks. That I don't believe because when we do Thanksgiving here and we have like six or eight people here, it runs us a couple hundred bucks. Yes. You are also a chef. Am I a weirdo? Do I go crazy? Well, you go a little crazy, I think. <laughs> um, I must go crazy if the average is less than $40. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe a lot of people are growing their own produce or something. I yeah, don't know. I don't know. Um, this is about 75 cents cheaper than last year and the lowest price since 2013. That is good news. Yeah. Next. For people who care about sports, not me, but there are football games on. Yes. For Depends on the sport. I, I, I do partake sometimes. Okay. Apparently there's going to be... Th- Three football games. That's right. The Lions will play and the Cowboys will play. Okay, so we're going to give you some odds here if you're going to be betting on Thanksgiving. All right. Um, The Detroit Lions. Do they have the lines? Like minus blah, blah, blah. I just want to see how you would read well, they the have, lines. they just say who's a percent favorite. Oh, okay, okay. So Detroit Lions are a 53% favorite against the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Is that surprising or is that common knowledge? Um, no, no. I mean, that's pretty close. 53%. That's, uh, I, I would say I wouldn't go that way. I would I would go with the Vikings. Okay. The Dallas Cowboys are favored to be... Oh, did you say, did you say the Lions? Yeah, the Lions and the Vikings. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said the, the Cowboys. No. I, I wouldn't have an opinion on that game. Okay. The Dallas Cowboys are favored to beat the Los Angeles Chargers with a yes. 68% chance of doing so. <laughs> yeah, I would give it a higher percentage than that. Okay. <laughs> and we live in Los Angeles, so it's, you know, no love lost. 
with the the the, the Chargers here. Mm-hmm. She's not a giant fan of Philip Rivers. And then it looks like the New York Giants uh, have a thirty two percent chance of beating Washington. Uh, well, see, that's my team, Washington. That's both the NFC East. I'm hearing pod podcatchers turning off all over the world right now. I know we've never talked about sports not one time on this podcast. But the Giants are historically terrible this year. Sorry, Giants fans. I want to keep this positive. Uh, <laughs> but that'll be a good game. I'll, I'll enjoy watching that game. Mm-hmm. You know, being an out of market, watching games out of market, again, flipping off, off, off everywhere. I don't get to see my team play all the time. So it's it's nice when when it's a nationally televised game because we don't have like a NFL red zone package or whatever. So <laughs> Okay. So the last Moving on. the last significant digit for Thanksgiving is 6.6 billion. Oh, what's that? This is the estimated amount of money that will be spent online next Monday during Cyber Monday. Oh, that's Cyber Monday's a thing, right? The online shopping day. We don't get sucked into all that, so... I have never been shopping on Black Friday. That has never once happened in my I, lifetime. I don't think I ever have either. Yeah. That would, not- be, uh, that would be... That uh, would be... It involves, like, preparation and getting up early and trying to beat the crowds and... <laughs> That's just not my scene, you know? Yeah, people like fighting over TVs. It's a little too much. (laughs) It's way too much. Yeah, waiting in line for hours. It's, no. I don't like waiting in line for five minutes. And certainly not for the chance at a cheap big screen TV. Yeah. I mean, we won't talk about how long we waited in line for one ride at Not Scary Farm. Oh, see, we're keeping it positive. But it was quite a long time. (laughs) Okay? So when you're forced to do things, you do it. That is right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's let's get to a couple good news stories before we move on to the calls. Uh, I believe we have one, or you have one. Yeah, I have one about a 10-year-old named Liam Hannon, and he got this idea to feed the homeless. Mm-hmm. He is 10 years old, but he would like look out his window and see homeless people walking around or panhandling. Um, like he could see them from his apartment building. And he just got the idea that he wanted to do this. So he said that, uh, quote, it started because I didn't want to go to summer camp. (laughs) Uh, but then he says, I just wanted to give back to my community because some people might need it. So He makes these bagged lunches, and in each lunch bag, there is a sandwich, a piece of fruit, a snack, and a bottle of water, and he goes out with his dad, and he just passes them out and talks to homeless people, and he does this every week, and they have passed out like 700 to 800 free bagged lunches. So this started out as a very small project, but now they've partnered and they have like a GoFundMe page, I guess, that they pull money from. But I think that they primarily go to the food bank and the food bank now donates money or donates food to them. Yeah. And they use that to make the sandwiches and go out and and talk to people. And he said that he uh, loves it because, quote, some of them look depressed when we first see them. um, But when we give them a lunch and talk to them, they light up. I think... Getting a little emotional. Um, what one? I think it's wonderful. I think it's awesome. Also, it's giving a kid uh, a view into something of being able to affect real change, immediate change that he sees right away. There's a return, an emotional return on investment 
that he's getting to take part in. Yeah, and he says that he now knows like they have regulars. Yeah. And so they take a they take this wagon around um in Cambridge and they pass out the the lunches and his dad said, "Quote, there are people that talk to Liam and just thank him. Also a lot of people give him advice. They tell him don't do the things I did. It'll ruin your life." So he's he's able to see things that a normal 10-year-old is not seeing and also participate in this giving back to the community when a lot of kids are probably on their iPads on yeah, Sundays yeah. and sleeping in. Well, think about that, though. That's almost a thousand meals. Yeah. That's not you gave your leftovers to a homeless guy on the street one time. This is a proactive approach to feeding, actually feeding 1,000 different meals to people. That's a big deal. Yeah. And I think, moreover, it's more important. I mean, obviously, you know, nutritional sustenance is a big deal. But I think it's also, it's fascinating the aspect that, you know, because homeless people are kind of an invisible population. If you know someone, everybody has done this. Not one of us has not done this thing. Where you're on a street corner in a city or wherever, and a homeless, you sense someone might be asking you for money and you ignore their presence. You look away. You fake a phone call. You talk to the person that you're with. So you don't put yourself in a position to be bothered, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. We've all done something like that. Mm-hmm. So to a degree, I think homeless people are invisible. Yeah. Or we treat them as such. And I think it's it's admirable that they're actually spending time to talk to these people. You know, my my, my best friend, Brett. It is something that used to bother me because it's like, ah, we got stuff to do. Quit. Let's let's move on. But Brett's a guy who will get down, sit down with someone on the sidewalk and talk about their life. Mm-hmm. And not even like, oh, how would you get here? But just how are you doing? Yeah. How are things for you? What, what, what you know, get into them, get into their head, into their life. And I think that is uh, that's an awesome thing that every one of us could maybe take a little bit more of. Yeah, I actually have a memory of Brett when we finished eating at a restaurant and we were all waiting for our lift and we couldn't find him. And then we turned around and he like had walked off and was literally sitting down next to someone on the streets just talking to them. And we were like, hey, we have to go. <laughs> and we had to like pull him away. From yeah, yeah. The, but he just went over there and sat down and started talking that uh i don't remember that specific moment but that is something that's happened many times with brad yeah um, what's great about it is then you get a whole story then he's learned about this guy's entire life yeah and i think that's a beautiful first of all it's it it enriches your life too but that's a selfish reason it it has to impact the person with whom you spoke that they're not invisible Mm -hmm. and that's that's humanity 101. Yeah. The last thing I want to say about this story, and this was my favorite part of it, is that the article says, quote, Liam has never relished getting attention for his community service. When stories about his work began to circulate in the media, the little boy felt awkward about it. Quote, this is not why I did it, he told his father one day. I did it because I didn't want to go to summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> that too. But also, that is such a sweet sentiment and it's rare because you know you you always see people like humility posting on social media after i gave someone money today you know yeah and it's about the recognition but these things don't need to be about recognition 
In fact, you can just do these small acts day to day, and that's just who you are, and it's okay that you don't get recognition for it. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Now, my story, and I have a clip because, well, we got to have a clip, right? I guess. It involves a, a toddler. Well, they tell the story. We'll just jump into the news package. Central Florida family has a lot to be thankful for. Their newborn son, who turned out to be a saving grace for their two-year-old son. After the toddler was diagnosed with leukemia, he needed a bone marrow transplant. And the parents told Channel 9's Roy Ramos how their one son was able to save the life of the other. Two-year-old Grant Gibbons was full of life as he pushed his yellow school bus with nurses, played with his toy cars, and wandered down the halls of Florida Hospital for children. But he didn't always have this energy because for the majority of his life, he's been sick. What started out with just a fever, symptoms of a cold, and a runny nose led to a hospital visit late last year, where his parents received the news they could have never imagined. Within hours, we found out that he had leukemia. Grant was diagnosed with T-cell ALL infant leukemia, a rare form of cancer with less than 150 cases reported a year nationwide. He had severe lymph node swelling. In addition, he had a large mass in his chest. Two days later, Grant started chemotherapy. By Christmas, he was in remission. Unfortunately, four months later, Grant's leukemia had returned. Their only option, a bone marrow transplant. Grant wasn't even one year old when he was diagnosed with leukemia, but what he didn't know was that his bone marrow transplant donor was already on the way. Why it came kind of unexpectedly, honestly. Uh, we were, were not really trying to get pregnant at the time. Having him be a perfect match, it, it's pretty amazing. In fact, Wyatt wanted to get to know his brother so badly he came into this world with a gift. Wyatt's bone marrow was a match, and all he had to do was be born to donate. We were lucky because it was we were able to use umbilical cord blood, so it was actually not invasive for Wyatt. Today, Dr. David Schutz said Grant is in full remission, all thanks to a team of doctors, his parents, and the little brother who showed up just in time. The day he was born, I realized I could not love anything or anyone any more than I love my kids. Ah, uh, that's beautiful. I love how you say the donor was on the way. He didn't know it. So the, the next step, what happens now in terms of following him medically? So Vanessa Grant will have to go in for a few checkups uh, for the next few weeks. And obviously those checkups will spread out uh, into months and then uh, obviously years and, until they can't uh, see that that leukemia has returned. And so far, I mean, the toddler's been in and out of the hospital most, most of his life. So he must have missed out on so much. George, he has 11 cousins that he has never met. So this family says that's going to be the first part uh, in the recovery process. They're going to wait till he gets better and then introduce uh, him to them because his immune system was so low for so long uh, that he was susceptible to infection. He wasn't able to do that. That is a bond those brothers will have mm -hmm. forever. Absolutely. Hopefully. Thank you, Roy. Yep. That is a statement that is can't be overstated. Yeah. That's going to be a story that gets told. It's going to be part of the family lore mm -hmm. that the little brother saved the, the older brother. And they're just, he's just a little toddler. Yeah. I saw the video and first of all, that little baby, <laughs> what a cute little guy. Mm -hmm. And it, this is something they're going to have a bond over. Yeah. I think like twins have that super special bond. Yes. I think it'll be something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's it, just good news. Yeah. <laughs> we need more of this. We do. I think we should push more for some taking care of biz stories that uh, 
are like this. Well, that's why we have taken care of business. Yes. Because sometimes we want to end the show on a positive note when you're talking about all these difficult subjects. Yeah. And um, I, I think that's why we do this episode as well, because it is... Just and we the one do time, do it well. It is the one. <laughs> it is the one time of year where we take a complete break from everything that we're normally talking about. <laughs> yeah, and we talk about what's good and what we're thankful for, and that's a necessary exercise. Well, it's a stark reminder for me, especially because I am, you know, I lean, I tend toward the cynical. I don't think that's true. <laughs> At all, I don't think that's true. <laughs> what do you mean? I think you're 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 doing an impression of me right now. And no, you're I'm a cynical like guy. I don't know about that. I, I I think I'm an optimist, but you can be an optimist who's also a cynic. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm certainly an optimist. Yes. I'm always trying to t- get people to look on the bright side, the silver lining, keep their chin up because things aren't as bad as you might think. Mm-hmm. But. You know, I'm a, I got a shifty-eyed look at at, at certain things. Huh. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> uh, it'll maybe we'll we'll expound upon this topic on episode three hundred and fifty-nine. We'll see when we're not being so positive. We <laughs> will see. So we have one more positive story before right. we move on. And this is a teaching assistant named Bethany Martin uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And she goes out of her way to do random acts of kindness for others. And she recognized that in her school um, that the kids didn't have the best quality shoes. Uh, it's, it seems like a lower income school. A lot of the kids are low income. And she literally had to tape a, uh, a student's shoe together wow. because it had fallen apart at school. And so she decided that her random act of kindness, her next random act of kindness would be buying all of the kindergartners shoes. And there were 80 kindergartners. And she didn't realize how expensive shoes are yeah (laughs) even uh, for little kids yeah so she started measuring their shoes and figuring out what their favorite colors were and charting all this but then she realized how expensive this was going to be so she started to go fund me and at first it was really slow and she only got a thousand dollars but then things started picking up and she ended up raising over seventeen thousand dollars wow which is plenty of money. That to is buy shoes. plenty of money for 80 <laughs> kindergartner shoes. So she decided to expand it outside of just the kindergartners and buy every kid at the school a new pair of shoes. So she's going to buy 620 students a new pair of shoes. That's awesome. Yeah. Stories like this of, of educators, especially, I think need to be shown because there is something sacrificial about that occupation in general. And then when you find a special gem who's going even further, going the extra mile, it's a good thing. For sure. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. Well, we let's get to the to the to the calls. Let's do it. We have been asking for a couple months, as you well know, if you're listening to the show, <laughs> um, for Thanksgiving submissions. What are you thankful for this year? Yes. And every year that we do it, it blows me away. Because one, well, we'll get to that later. Let's, before I start boobing everywhere, let's just play them. 
Thank you guys so much for your submissions. It means so much to us. Um, So without further ado, here they are. I am thankful for all the chances that have made up my life. I am a pretty calculated risk taker, but uh, I like to think of myself as a very controlled gambler. And the thing for me that has defined any success that I've had is that opportunity for chances that even long shots are something that are available to me had I been born two generations earlier in my family I would be uh, unable to marry the woman that I love I would very unlikely wouldn't be even in the field that I'm in and I think that the chances that I've been given came from people who wanted me to have those chances and they would never ever have many of the chances for their own lives so I'm grateful for them and the great things in my life that they brought and I think the best way for me to honor that gratitude to the chances is to see what I can do to give more chances to other people who don't have them. Um, primarily, I'm thankful for my family. Um, my mother had a couple of strokes this year, and now she's doing fine, and I'm very thankful for that. I'm also thankful for my lovely fiance and our adult son. I'm thankful for my friends and those who are essentially extended family for the support that they provided throughout the year, the loves and the laughs and all the the times that we were able to just be ourselves, being part of the queer community. Sometimes you don't have a lot of support, but This year has been fantastic for us and being able to speak to people who understand what I'm going through and I am extremely grateful for my father who is extremely loving and supportive and funny and all of those things and every time I talk to him I revert back to being a child I get extremely excited to speak to him. Um, Overall, I'm just really happy for all of the allies, um, those who support women and their rights, those who support black people and their rights, those who support queer people and their rights, um, considering I belong to that trifecta of minority, being a a black lesbian. So I'm very appreciative for all of our allies, for all of the communities to which I belong, and also for the communities to which I do not belong, such as the trans community um, and other communities that I don't necessarily belong to, but that I do support. 
happy Thanksgiving. I would like to express my gratitude that I have a roof over my head. I was able to buy my own home this year. It's all mine, no one else. Uh, it's a wonderful feeling. I'm thankful for my partner who has stood by me and supported me through some very difficult times. I struggle with PTSD and he's very patient and loving and it, it means the world to me that I have someone who gets me. And I'm thankful for Alzheimer's medications that keep my mom well or as well as she can be. Sorry. And I'm thankful for surgeons and nurses at the University of Utah who saved my life two years ago when I was in a near fatal burn accident. And finally, I'm thankful for my burn family, all the people who now I consider friends and loved ones who I've met through one of the hardest moments, hardest times in my life. I've met some of the best people and uh, I'm thankful for that. Sorry, I wasn't gonna cry, but I'm a crier. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I don't really talk about what I'm thankful for uh, very often, but right now I would like to say that uh, I'm, I'm thankful for the fact that I have a job, uh, that I have income, uh, you know, to be able to make sure I can keep a roof over my kid's head and I can keep them fed and clothed. And uh, I'm thankful for the, the friends that I have here in this, this city that I live in. Um, ones that would go out of their way to come and see me no matter what they were doing uh, if they knew something you know warranted the visit um, I'm thankful for my wife I'm thankful for both of uh, the children who live in my home and uh, I'm also thankful for the child who doesn't live in my home um, they make everything a little better uh, whenever things starts to kind of weigh me down um, I'm thankful for my brother whom I live with I know when things get really bad I can go to him and he 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 makes it a lot you know easier for me to go on makes things make sense to me I'm also uh, I'm, I'm just thankful that we're, we're alive you know after everything that's been going on the political landscape I'm just glad that we're all still here and we're all still able to talk about what the problems are happy Thanksgiving I'm most thankful for my friends and family. Even through my family sometimes drives me bananas with their lace, I do believe that I do the same thing to them. I'm thankful for the job I have. I've been working for years for the same job. I'm thankful that I've been able to do it for as long as I've had. I'm thankful that I have the ability to get a higher education. And I'm thankful just for being myself. I'm th 
thankful that I'm unique and everybody around me is special in their own special way. I wasn't going to do this this year because I couldn't come up with anything other than the standard. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my pets. I'm grateful for my job and my house. But I realized I do have something I'm extra grateful for and I'm often extra grateful for it. I'm grateful for my friends. I have some of the world's best friends. I am a socially awkward person and I'm often saying stupid things or declining an invitation to their house because I just like to stay home. And when I call and apologize to my friend for being stupid, they laugh it off and they just love me for me. And I am so grateful that I have so many amazing friends that just love me for who I am. We have fun together, they accept that sometimes I just want to stay home, and they often just come to my house to make it easy for me, and I love them madly for it. I just want to take a minute to talk about how thankful I am for my my wife um, and everything that she has endured uh, to to give to me our beautiful daughter. Um, you know, it, it, it had been a, a rough few years uh, trying to to have a baby and it, it not working out. But despite all of that and despite the the emotional and physical uh, toll that I know it took on her, she never gave up and continued to, to try so that we could now have this lovely little girl who just turned two and it's you know it's been it's been great um seeing that uh, and watching her grow up and um you know i know that she wouldn't be here if if my wife hadn't have been as strong as she is um and i want to thank you know i want to thank my my family as well um for helping us out so much this year we're growing a business and if we didn't have somebody who we could trust to take care of our daughter you know while we're while we're off doing this um you know on some weekends uh trying to make money so that we can afford you know to to feed her and keep her in a house and and everything like that if we didn't have this this great support system that doesn't ask questions and just drops everything to help us i i don't know where we'd be um right now and so i i want to i want to thank them too um yeah and i just want to I don't know. <laughs> I want to say thank you to them. Um, I don't know where we'd be right now if we didn't have them helping us every step of the way. So I've been working on um, reframing things and changing the narrative in my own head um, on how I think about things every day. And so this Thanksgiving episode couldn't have come at a better time because I'm an expert at it right now. So first of all, I am thankful for everything that's coming out of this election and this presidency in so much as the activism that's happening, the people that are educating themselves and procedures and policy and following their electoral elected officials and getting involved and people who never thought that they would run for office or running for office. Um, it's inspired so many people and, and it's great to see something so wonderful coming out of such a horrible catastrophe. 
Um, in my own life, I have been stressed and worried about about finances. Last year, my husband quit his job, a job that was literally killing him, having him spiral into to depression, suicidal thoughts. Um, and he found something that I love and I can focus on the fact that he's 40 years old and he makes a fourth of what he did before but I have to remember that he's happy and I don't have to worry about if I'm gonna come home and if is he gonna be alive or not he's happy he's working his way up he's doing something that he loves and he's going to be driving a boat next year in our city. That's hot, guys. So he's going to be a captain. Um, that's pretty awesome. And my family, I love them and I'm so thankful for them. They mostly all reside in the Houston area, which, as you know, was hit by Hurricane Harvey. Um, they mostly come out unscathed. Those who did have damage have um, received overwhelming support. And my family was in the fortunate position to um, provide for other people in their neighborhood, cook for them, feed them, house them. Um, They were luckily on high ground. So um, I am so grateful that things turned out so well for everyone in my family there. And I'm grateful for the spirit that has, that the Texans have. You can say what you want about them. Um, They are backwards in some ways but they do pull together in in times like this and that I am grateful. I would like to participate by giving thanks um, to the person that saved my life. And the person that saved my life was, is my daughter. Now, I've been struggling massively with a mental health issue that has been undiagnosed until until recent times and it got to a stage where I wanted to tap out I wanted to get out of get out of dodge um, and it the stress of being the the dad the sole provider the you know the bloke I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be the hero of the family and I ain't living up to that and the stress of that has gotten me to a point where I'm, I'm done and when I was this was just one arbitrary Sunday after a holiday a brilliant holiday that I had with my family and one arbitrary Sunday when I'm at home with my daughter, we're playing completely innocuously. We're just playing with our toys, we've got poor TV shows on, and we're having a great time. All of a sudden, my daughter just says to me out of the blue, Daddy, are you sad? And I was like, What? Why did you ask me that? And she went, because I want to fix you. And when she said that, I just started weeping like a baby. 
but she, she, she cut me off at the knees with that statement and I don't know what it is about about kids their innocence their, 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 their minds how they pick up on on certain things she, she, she knocked me straight out of the park in, in England we would say knock, knock me for six but you won't get that um, I'm fake <laughs> she started me on the path to getting myself fixed because my life is 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 hers and I am gonna I'm gonna make her the proudest daughter that a daughter could ever be ever that because I know I'm not right I know I'm broken in many aspects of my life but my little girl I'm never going to fail her I'm never going to fail her she used her intellect and she used her instinct to to kick me in the in the bum to get me to sort myself out and I will never ever be more thankful for that than I am now she is a beautiful human and I love her to pieces she is she is everything she's my greatest achievement and I can't ever let her down thank you for listening enjoy your holiday I'm not really good at this kind of stuff Um, I'm really thankful to be alive truthfully uh, in this uh, horrible political landscape in this country that we have uh, going on right now Um, last summer in August I lost my sister to colon cancer she was 27 years old Um, and I guess that's another reason why I'm thankful to be alive Um, and thankful to be able to keep doing the things that I want to do with my life Um, and you know because she can't and I wake up every day thinking about her and thinking about how you know I have to do these difficult things that I'm trying to do because she can't and she never got to. Um, I'm a college student, I'm 31 years old, but I decided to go back to school when I was 30 um, to get my bachelor's degree in veterinary technology, which is a job I've done before. I just didn't have all the credentials, so I know what I'm getting into and it's something that I love and can't wait to do again. Um, But this time I will, you know, have all of the knowledge to 
uh, back up my experience. And it was something that she was also trying to do, um, get her degree in this program, but she wasn't able to keep going. So I am able to keep going and I'm doing it for her um, and in her memory. And that is what I'm really thankful for, that I'm able to. And I am offered that opportunity Uh, my son was born the day before uh, Donald J. Trump was elected president, and I'm thankful that he was born that day because it's a constant reminder that, that there was a time before Trump and there will be a time after Trump, and we will get through everything that feels so dark and gloomy, and I know I'm in a privileged situation where I haven't always seen the, uh, the negative in the world, but I think this situation is bringing all of that to light, and I truly believe that at the end of the day, we will all be better people and have a, a better country and be more honest and, and hopefully sincere and understanding when all is said and done. Um, I, I, I'm, I don't know where the optimism is coming from, but I have a one-year-old boy right now who looks at me and has no idea of what's going on around him and my hope is that is that this country will rebound and that he'll never have to really experience what we're living through uh, sorry it's so dark but it's a tough the tough run we're having and uh i wish all the best in 2018 I am grateful for um, the fact that I'm actually seeing that a lot of my friends, very good friends um, and loved ones are having very, very big successes this year and just knowing how hard they have worked to get there, uh, what a struggle it has been, how many sacrifices they have they have made and actually seeing the returns come back tenfold is just incredible and to to kind of be in the in the position where I'm able to see it from the inside and know all the facts and know that at least some some justice has prevailed in this world is amazing and to be able to witness it is something I'm very grateful for. Um, it's also been kind of a hard year because as I get older, obviously, my parents also get older, and my parents have not have been in the best of health this year, especially my mom. But even there, there's <laughs> there's something to be grateful for because there are resources and there is time and there is a will to make things better and so a lot of the things that maybe other people would not be able to have such as resources have been have been saved for and prepared for and kind of thought of in advance which makes the very, very, very difficult portions a little bit more bearable um, and a little bit 
less nerve-wracking than they would have been, and I'm very grateful for that. It's... <laughs> I think you learn to find the good things in, in the worst of situations. So, I have to say I'm thankful for Rye. I'm thankful for a car that gets me to work, even though it might not soon. I'm thankful for a job with good administrators and bosses. I'm thankful for a loving family that lives just a hundred miles north of here. I'm thankful for a place to live with cheap rent in a good city. Thank you. What am I thankful for? Well, there's a lot of things, one of them being democracy. Democracy is a beautiful thing, and I'm glad and thankful to live in a country where we still somewhat have it. Um, I'm thankful for my family, my friends. And I'm also, in a sick and twisted way, thankful for the last election cycle. Um, mostly because there are people in my family who genuinely did not believe that white supremacists were still big and that they still existed and they actually had any kind of traction. And so even though they're more visible now, I'm thankful for that because now I know how to spot a white supremacist a lot better than I used to and my family has been able to spot the white supremacist a lot better than before as well. Um, I'm thankful for my fiance. I love her very dearly and with my family I'm very thankful for the fact that they're blissfully excited for me to get married in the spring. Marriage equality is something that was very, very important to me, and I'm very, very glad it was made official in the law of the land. I know that's old, but I'm still very thankful for it. And I'm thankful to live in America where I'm allowed to say whatever the hell I want to say. And yeah, there's going to be consequences, but someone's going to defend my right to say it. So, thank you to the troops, thank you to our country, and thank you for the giant open door that all of the white supremacists literally came running out of and became completely visible, so we know what to look for now. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, really one of my favorite scenes from any movie is the Monty Python, Life of Brian scene just such a great movie um but the one scene where they're all sitting around planning their insurgency and griping about the romans and how the romans are oppressing them and all the bad things the romans are doing to them and they're uh you know finally the leader says look at all this misery we have what have the romans ever done for us and somebody pipes up and says the aqueduct they did the aqueduct and, and somebody else says sanitation and the roads irrigation medicine education the wine public baths so it's so easy to complain about how unfair our life is and how bad everything is and how poorly we've been treated and the raw deal we've gotten and it's kind of
kind of easy to feel like uh, the universe never did anything for me, you know, until you stop and realize that the universe has actually done quite a bit for you. And, uh, you know, we say, yeah, yeah, but, you know, apart from my health, my loved ones, my home, apart from the fact that I'm still standing mostly upright and have three meals a day at least, uh, my relative affluence and my relative sanity, what has the universe ever done for me? And um, it's just so easy to complain and miss all the great stuff. And as human beings, we tend to be more focused on the 10% of what's wrong with our life than the 90% of what's right. And our problems just draw our attention. And certainly there's those people whose problems are just overwhelming. And and of course, nothing else deserves attention. But uh, for most of us, uh, it just gets to be so easy to gripe and complain. And there's a certain catharsis in that too. But... um, It can also be incredibly negative in our life. So it just makes me reflect on how important it is to be thankful and think of all the great stuff. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my friends. Definitely my friends. It's hard these days to be thankful for a lot, but they, they bring light to my life. They keep me honest. They keep me motivated. They keep me going. They make sure that my life is wonderful. I can't be more thankful for the people who who I get to spend time with. They they are definitely my family more than I can even ask them to be. I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to pursue the things that I love, whether it's in my career or in my hobbies. I get to live on a planet that is full of wonderful things and wonderful people. Great ideas, art and music and movies and science and math and technology, all those things that I get to witness in my lifetime, I'm thankful for that. And I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. What am I thankful for this year? I can always say my friends, my family, and everyone that I know, but I think my choice would be for technology. Now I am able to connect with people that live miles away, states away, and even from other countries. It keeps me connected with a world where I can learn about anything that I want to know, whether it be the rights of someone in another state that are being trampled upon, whether it be about our president, and even though there seems to be enough bad in the world, I'm happy that at least I now have the information to help guide other people. For if I didn't have this, I might just have to agree with them, because I would be ignorant on these subjects. I'm thankful that for all of our faults as Americans or people of this world, we can hopefully one day come together through information and join together. It might be a subtle change, 
It might take years. I'm pretty confident it will not be in my lifetime. But eventually, we will hopefully be able to work all these differences out because now we can connect at lightning speed and slowly and surely, hopefully things will change. Here are just some random thoughts of thanks. I'm thankful to Ellen DeGeneres. In a world of reality TV, 24-hour negative focus news and programming that tends to point at the worst that we are, this amazing woman has made it her life's goal to show the best of us. I'm thankful for Philadelphia Eagles defensive end, Chris Long. This guy decided to give his entire year's salary to worthy charities. I'm thankful to Bill and Melinda Gates for working every day to make the world a better place. And they are. They're making the world a better place one project at a time. Elon Musk is an example of everything that us normal folks hope men like him would be. He uses vast intelligence and wealth to create systems by which our world will be better off in the future. He's a person that every person should look to and find hope. Malala, thank you for showing me what true, true courage looks like. I'm thankful for the I Doubt It tribute to Nikki because I'm sure that there were shared tears that spanned the globe of listeners who came to care for her. These are literally just a few random things off the top of my head. So in an effort to bring a point to the randomness, I guess I would just say that I'm extremely thankful that it's this easy to find things that bring me hope and joy and belief in a better future. This year, I'm thankful for my loving boyfriend, Zach. Words cannot describe all you do for me that's worthy of recognition, but I'll try to fit a little piece in with this message. Because of you, I'm motivated to try and be the wonderful person you see me as. Thank you for making me aspire to be as compassionate as you are. I'm thankful to you and your family for taking me in when I had no one else, just as you've done with so many before me. Thank you for our little family, you, me, Chandler, and Joey. Thank you for making me believe that even if life throws you curveballs, you can make things work if you try. Thank you for making me want to try at things again. Over the years, life wore me down to the point where even I thought I wasn't going to make it out. But thanks to you, I've started on an imperfect but ever-improving journey of confidence and self-love. I'm thankful for you being my best friend, my biggest cheerleader, my number one fan, and never forgetting my food order. I love you. always thankful for my husband as well as my best friend and my close family members that have always been there for me but especially so these past few years and these past few months even more especially so with everything that's been going on and none of my friends my husband my family nobody ever said well why don't you try this and why don't you try that they were just always there for me and for someone that struggles with things that I struggle with, that's, that's all that I want. And for them to all understand that just that's the way that it is. And now things are so much better. I've got a new job that I absolutely love. And I still have my wonderful support center, my husband, my best friend, my aunt, my uncles. It's but whether they be far away or not, I, I'm so happy that I have 
this amazing group of people that will always, always be there for me no matter what. What am I thankful for this year? It's been a very rough year for me and my family. I I am thankful that my wife has been there like a rock to help me go through a lot of what we have been through. Um, just as I've been a rock there for her. It's been very trying. It was had it has had its ups and its downs and with the love and support of our families with us it helped us get through a lot of the stuff that we've gone through this year I am thankful for my family my wife my stepson my daughter as well as my in-laws and my own personal family I am also very support. I also love the support from my friends too. They were there to help me through issues I had dealing with certain things and just thinking that everything was coming down on top of me. They were there to help me go through everything and be able to talk about it. Um, but these are the things that I'm thankful for. I am glad that we are here for another year and that we are going to pull through everything and that we will be able to get through it stronger and better. This year I'm, I'm especially thankful. I got a, a new nephew this year and he is truly a bundle of joy and I love him so much and I am so grateful that he's here. I'm so grateful that I get to spend Thanksgiving with him and um, I have this wonderful new person in my life. I'm grateful that my mother is moving from far away to here to be closer to him and to I get to be closer to her as well. Uh, I am grateful that I'm in a wonderful graduate program that I, I love. It's challenging but it's it's a wonderful experience. Uh, this year has been very trying, uh, but also very rewarding. I want to say that I'm thankful for many things, but to start, I just want to thank and be, I guess be thankful for my uh, lovely wife um, just coming back from our honeymoon, which was amazing and more than I could have ever imagined. And back from our wedding, which was, again, one of the most incredible experiences of my life, and I will not forget it to the day I die. I want to thank my family who uh, let me take this risk and supported me in taking this risk. Um, understanding that I love this person no matter what and for coming to the wedding against all odds um, as well as my friends that also put in a lot of effort to be there uh, especially to my friends uh, Cody and uh, Xavier who 
officiated the wedding. It means the world to me. I'm also thankful to uh, my new family. I still have a lot to learn, still have a lot to uh, prepare for in life, and the welcome that I received into my wife's family uh, means the world to me as well. I I just want to say thank you to all the people in my life that have supported me this far and uh, that I hope that I can support them as much in the future. Thank you very much. I am thankful for my husband and my son. And I'm especially thankful that my husband left his country to come and be with us in the States. I'm thankful because he has been a very good influence in my life and in, in our lives. I also wanted to say that I am thankful for the listener that passed away. I don't remember her name right now, but I was very touched when I heard her two messages. She reminds me that we should be thankful for life every day. Um, may her soul rest in peace. There's a lot to be thankful for this year. I am grateful for my community. Even though I don't see eye to eye with many of my neighbors politically, when push came to shove during and after Irma, we helped each other like good people should, showing that maybe there is light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I am thankful for my beautiful little girl and my stunning fiance. It's hard to express in words how much they mean to me. They have really changed my life. They make me want to continue fighting day by day and struggle even when I feel like giving up. It's hard to imagine a world without them. Have a happy Thanksgiving, guys. This Thanksgiving, I want to say that I am very thankful for my fiance. He is possibly the greatest human being I've ever met. He takes care of me, listens to me, holds my hand when I cry, and is beyond considerate of my feelings, even more so than I am of his. And this day, it's just all about you, babe. I love you. I care about you. I cannot wait to walk down the aisle and be your wife. You treat me even better than I treat myself, which is a huge deal. I love you, baby. The thing I'm most thankful for this year, the uh, person that defines me on a very, very deep level is my wife, Megan. Uh, she has been an amazing companion throughout the year plus that we've been married, and that has given me a lot of hope for the future. There's been a few changes this year that have been tough to deal with, and I think things that perhaps she hasn't signed up for, but she's been really good throughout all of that and through everything I feel that she still loves me with 
all of her heart, and I do everything that I can to be deserving of that, and to return it as well. And the relationship that, that we share, the time that we share together is something very precious to me, something that money can't buy or the strongest force on earth can't take away. So for this Thanksgiving, I am most thankful for you, Megan. I love you very much. One year ago, I was still recovering from the election and coming out as a trans woman. I was afraid that my community would be ravaged and that people I knew would be hurt. But I also saw a lot of people, allies, people within marginalized communities, sort of wake up from what I called the political apathy coma about how nothing affects you and everything's the same. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that in the last year, I've seen so many people stand up for others, be willing to learn and become better people. I'm thankful for anyone who has supported me along my journey and my fellow people in the trans community. I'm thankful for the fact that I now live in a place where it's illegal to discriminate against us. It's one of the only states that has that protection. I'm thankful for the fact that I have a full-time job with benefits for the first time in my life and they're not allowed to misgender or use the wrong pronouns. And some people view that as the ultimate end of the world, but it's really just as simple as respecting people. I'm thankful for my husband, my non-binary partner, and the two cis girls I'm dating who have gone out of their way to make me feel reassured and comfortable because that's a difficult minefield for most of us to navigate. And I'm thankful for anyone who has respected me and been there for me and supported me in this journey. I don't want to sound too cliche, but I am truly thankful for my family. Every day I'm thankful for my family, but this year especially takes the cake. My mom, Irma, is amazing. That pretty much sums her up. She is a heart of gold with the strength of Wonder Woman. And even though we often disagree on most issues, she knows how to tame me in my moments of passion and anger. Mamuchi, I want to thank you for your understanding and unconditional love. Roy, Hugo, Sid, and I really appreciate beyond words what you do for us. Thank you will never be enough. I love you, Mamuchi. The best way to describe my brother is that he is a man of integrity. All you have is your word, he'd always say. Some might think he comes off as a bit of a hard ass, but if you're lucky enough to gain his trust and respect, he will move mountains for you. Hugo, growing up together with our five years age difference wasn't easy. But somehow we've learned to accept and respect each other throughout the years. And although I'm the oldest, I find myself going to you for guidance. Whether you're giving me advice on my job or calling me out on my nonsense, or even just being a kid with me again, I know that I'm beyond blessed to have a friend in you. I am thankful for all that you do for Mom, Belle, and I. I love you, Nyanyo. Anna, Sid, Mama, Dave... 
Anna, Via, or Linda, Ishak, Mani. Thank you for making my dream of having a big family come true. I'm so thankful that we get to share special moments and unforgettable memories together. I love you guys and I'm really excited for all the happy celebrations yet to come. Attending 17 wouldn't have been incredible if it weren't for the man I am so happy to call my husband. Roy, this past February, you made me the happiest woman in the world. And all my life, I never thought I would be blessed enough to have a man like you by my side. I was starting to believe that marriage wouldn't be in the books for me. But all that changed when you emailed me on October 15, 2015. I knew you were special because when our on our first date on October 25th was coming to an end, I didn't want it to. So I wanted you to know that I am thankful for everything that you do, for the way that you tell me to smile every day no matter what is thrown my way, for making me laugh every night, for the way you tell me I can be a better accountant, a better businesswoman, a better makeup artist, a better tennis player, a better colleague, a better daughter, a better sister, a better friend, dare I say a better singer? just a better person overall all these things I didn't think I could be you would always see the best in me you inspire me to be the best me because every day I see how hard you work to be the best you you lead by example and I admire you for your determination to have the best life you can have thank you for being an amazing husband I love every day I share with you So I know when I was trying to get people to call in, I was saying this is one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. And pretty great. If you haven't heard one of the episodes before, hopefully you kind of get it now why I appreciate it so much. Um, I just think it's great to hear so many different perspectives on what people have experienced during the year and what what message they've come away with, what they've learned, um, what they've learned to value, who they've learned to value. Um, I think that that those messages are really powerful. So I appreciate everyone who called and uh, shared a little bit of their life with us. We really appreciate it. Especially for the fact that we understand, trust me, we understand how tough it is, especially this year, with things the way they are politically and as much uncertainty as they are that as there is, it it takes a little bit extra to dig a little bit deeper and find something that you're truly appreciative of. But when you find it, when you land on it, for me it's extra meaningful. When you in the midst of what would be a dark time. When you locate in on something that you're really, truly thankful for, it is something you're really appreciating. So again, like Brittany said, thank you guys so much. It is you guys who makes this show what it is. It's you guys who makes this episode specifically what it is. And we love and appreciate you so much. So before we end, as always, we we talk about what we're thankful for this year. Would you like to to go first? Sure. 
I think you always do that to me on the episode, but I guess that <laughs> I that's, could go first. I guess that's what the tradition is. <laughs> um, okay, so I wrote about this on Facebook already. So if you saw it, it has been spoiled for you. But I'm going to be talking about people, and I I don't know what I've talked about in the past. I think it's probably been people because that is consistently what I'm thankful for. So my godfather, um, we have a unique situation about how that came to be. (laughs) It wasn't my family that appointed him in that position. Uh, He was my seventh grade literature teacher. And during one class, he was pretty frustrated and he started talking about our poor behavior and how we didn't have any real world experience. We didn't know anything about life and that was informing why we were behaving so poorly. Yeah. And that frustrated me because I, um, was dealing with a lot of quote unquote real world problems. Um, not even quote unquote, some heavy stuff, real world stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it depends, I guess, on how someone defines that construct, but I felt as though I did have more experience than probably the typical seventh grader. And I, I didn't appreciate people coming at me like that. Yeah. No, I get it. (laughs) So I talked to him after class and soon he got it. (laughs) Yeah. I talked to him after school and, um, shared with him a little bit about my life and uh, told him why I didn't appreciate it and that there were surely other kids who didn't appreciate it um, because of the same thing that I was going through, that they actually did have problems and hearing an adult saying, you don't have problems until you're old. Like, yeah, that's yeah. just not a fact. Sure, sure. Um, but I didn't know that that conversation was meaningful for him until uh, the end of the school year when he signed my yearbook. And he quoted a James Taylor song and gave me his personal email address. And I think my mom was a little weirded out at first, um, wondering what was happening here. Um, but he asked me how school was going. He asked me how things at home were. It was always above board. Yes. Not a creeper. No. At all. He he is a good, honorable man. He would send me money on my birthday. He always remembered my birthday. Um, And then when I was around 16, he took me to the macaroni grill and he... um, said that he wanted to continue to be there for me in an official capacity and asked if I would accept him as my godfather. And it was just really meaningful because I, I don't have a relationship with my parents. And uh, I recently saw him when we went back to Boise. And it was like what I imagine a healthy parental relationship is. Yeah. Um. I can rely on him. I can tell him and be honest about how I'm feeling, about what's happening in my life. And he's supportive and always there no matter what's going on. So um, I'm thankful for him. But I also wanted to say that I'm thankful for um, Katie and Clayton, who are my lifelong best friends. And I wanted to share a quote that I love that reminds me of them. Understand that friends come and go, but with a precious few, you should hold on. 
the older you get, the more you need the people who knew you when you were young. And that quote just symbolizes them so much for me because I've known Clayton since I was in kindergarten. And I've known Katie since I was a teenager. And every time I'm with them, it's like I'm with family. Um, We fall right back into where we were. We haven't lived near one another for a long time, but that doesn't get in the way. We always, it's a priority to see each other throughout the year. Um, So we make those travel plans. um, They're just required. Yeah. (laughs) It's not an option. So um, I'm just thankful to have good people in my life. Awesome. Yeah. I, um, this year, look, I'm thankful for a lot. Um, I think what I want to focus on though, is how thankful I'm (laughs) kind of pulling a switcheroo on the audience because I told them, you know, no, don't say how you're, you're thankful for the show because it's not going to make the show. We're going to cut it out. And all of you, Almost every single one of you did. You caused me a lot of extra work in editing. (laughs) But we heard you loud and clear, and we love you too. And that's what I want to talk about. That in times like, like we have now, when there's so much uncertainty around our politics and our country that we love so much, um... I'm very thankful for the community that is being built around this humble, dumb little show. I am always heartened when I see listeners who are not formally connected to one another being friends on Facebook, talking to one another and getting to know one another in real life because of this show. I'm just humbled by the community that's being built. And I think it's, uh, it's spectacular because really it, it does mean that we are moving the conversation forward. We are hopefully changing lives for the better. And that's special. You know, everybody wants a legacy. What, how will people think about me when I'm gone? And I don't know how long this podcast is going to last. There's, I don't want to say something like we're planning to end it. But, you know, in 10 years, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. But I will know that all of us have built something special here. Because I don't consider this my thing. This isn't Brittany's thing. This isn't Brittany and Jesse's thing. This is our thing. If you're listening to this show and you've been listening, if you've dedicated yourself to listen to two episodes, you're a listener to this show. You're part of this community. You're an active participant in moving the conversation forward. And through that conversation, I hope to make this world a better place. And I thank you guys. Every last one of you guys, I thank you and love you and appreciate you. And that's it. I'm I'm humbled and and very uh very appreciative. 
And I also wanted to say that um, I'm thankful for the audience. <laughs> no, I really am. But um, yours was better than mine. It's it's not a competition. It is a, everything's a it's, competition, Brittany. It's not a competition. So don't be weird. That's enough out of you. So with that, I listen. Thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you very much. We're going to end the episode there. We hope that you and yours. Had a beautiful holiday. If you're outside of the country, thank you for participating. Thank you for listening. Um, you know, our Thanksgiving here in the United States isn't the be-all, end-all of when you thank. It just happens to be the, the time on the calendar that uh, it happens. So um, we love you guys. We appreciate you. You mean the world to us. And I know I say it all the time, and it, sometimes it can become um, just a scripted thing. But I say it because I mean it. So that is where we're going to leave you guys. Thank you very much for participating this year. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time for a regular installment of the show. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt It.